Hello and welcome, my name is Shandine. In this space, I'll be sharing about my adulting trials and tribulations and mine and others' experiences as Indigenous peoples. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to a new episode of Adulting on Res Time. I hope that everyone is doing good. I am doing good for the most part. I don't have any serious complaints, which is always good. Um, I am a little bit nervous because today we're going to be getting very personal. Today we're going to be talking about my experience with depression and mostly how it has affected my education journey so far. My experience with depression could really be its own series. It could be a whole other just podcast alone on it and how it has fully affected my life. But for this episode, I just wanted to focus on how it has affected my education journey. Real quickly, I just wanted to say that for some reason, the audio in this episode is going to go up and down. I don't know why it's like that. I recorded most of it in one sitting, so I'm not sure what happened, but I just wanted to let you know. I thought that I was going to be pretty comfortable and not that nervous, but for some reason I'm just very nervous. So I thought the easiest way for this to happen was for me to first provide a timeline of what has happened so far. So in 2016, that is when I graduated from high school. And then that same year, the fall semester is when I started at ASU. I was in the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and also the Bears Honors College. I was enrolled in both of those for three years, so up until 2019, but I was on academic probation for the full last school year. And then at the end of that school year is when I actually got dropped because of my grades and all of that stuff. So from summer 2019 to summer 2020 which was last year I didn't go to school at all and then the fall semester of last year 2020 is when I actually went back to school I didn't go back to ASU right away I did go to Mesa Community College and I just finished up my first school year back in school which was just this spring semester of 2021 so right now of course I am Uh, in summer so I'm not taking any classes but my second year back in school will be in August it will be next month so that will be my second year back in college so that is the basic timeline of what has happened so far so I'm just gonna start all the way back from the beginning which is really where my depression started so in high school I was very much a disciplined, highly achieved student. I was very much a go-getter. I took mostly all advanced and honor classes. I had a good GPA. It wasn't exactly a 4.0, but for the classes that I was taking, I had a good GPA. I was in all of the things. I was co-president of the Native American Club. I was active in a Native Youth Council. I was also on the basketball team for three years. So I was just doing everything. And so I spent all of my time doing these things and working on school. And so obviously I was very goal-oriented and I was very focused and I was I was on a good path. And during this time, I did also have a boyfriend. He was my first serious relationship. I'm not going to get 
too deep into it, but he was my first relationship and we were together for a couple of years for most of my high school time up until junior year, um, spring semester. We were together and it wasn't really a typical high school relationship. You know, it wasn't just he walks me to class and we eat lunch together. No, we were very involved with each other. Um, he came to my basketball games. He came to all of the events that all of my clubs were hosting. We spent weekends together. So we were just very, what is the word? We were very attached to each other. And we were together almost all of the time. So that was happening at the same time. And so when we broke up, beginning of 2015 which was still in my junior year it was a huge change for me and to me I think that's where everything started I took it very hard I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that this person who was a part of a routine and a schedule that we honestly built together, he was no longer a part of it all of a sudden. So that part of it was hard, but also, of course, like the emotional stuff, you know, it was a couple year relationship. So there was definitely a lot of emotions. But I think what really, really had a huge effect was, again, that, that fact that everything that I was doing, he had been there from the start of it up until then and so he was a big a big piece of everything that I was doing and who I was becoming and so yeah that just really affected me that way and I personally think that when that happened I kind of just snowballed it into this huge thing and other things started getting attached to this like snowball that was growing and it just got worse and worse and worse I also want to mention that this relationship was not exactly a happy relationship full of love and support and happiness. No, it was very much a toxic relationship. We had a lot of bad behaviors and harmful behaviors to each other and to ourselves. And because it was my first like serious relationship, I learned from it and I grew into that. And so... When I met my now boyfriend, not too long after I had broken up with that guy, I hadn't taken the time to like process what had happened, to recognize that I was still carrying all of the toxicness and trauma and everything like that from that relationship instead of dealing with it and then moving on after I was healed, basically, I just jumped into that relationship and I brought all of that heaviness and those toxic behaviors and those really mean qualities that I am honestly just embarrassed to say but I brought all of that stuff into our relationship and so our relationship was not good at the beginning it was very much breaking up constantly back and forth and this is part of the snowball that I'm that I mentioned earlier. So after me and my now boyfriend got together, we started to develop this schedule and routine of our own, but it was 
a really bad schedule. It was not a healthy schedule. So this is what like a typical day of my senior year would look like. So I would go to school. At this point, I've had enough credits to only take a half day instead of being there the full day. But I would go to school, I would do my half day, and like 95% of the time, I wouldn't even stay the full day. I would skip a lot of classes and I would be late, like really late to a bunch of classes. I'm gonna quickly go on a tangent with that. So there were a few classes that I'm honestly so surprised that I passed. And honestly, even surprised that I graduated from that semester because it, well, that school year, because it was really rough. So my first hour, I was constantly late to. And I'm actually so lucky that my first hour teacher was a very understanding and just like very chill person. He never complained about about me coming in late. He never said anything to me. I think he just kind of understood. But that was happening. I also had my math class, which was a pre-calc class, and I barely passed that class when I know that if I had actually stayed through all of the classes and actually paid attention like I was supposed to, I would have easily passed that class with like a high B and maybe an A, but I barely passed it. And then my last hour for the day was actually a basketball class. It was considered an elective, but it was a basketball class. And a lot of the times I would go to lunch, um, my best friend and my boyfriend would, we would go out to eat and then we would drop my best friend off back to school after lunch ended. And even though I was supposed to go to my basketball class, which was my last hour of the day, I would ditch it and I would just hang out with him. We would go over to his house and we would watch movies or we would just kind of like hang around. I remember that my mom would get calls from the school saying that my saying where was I because I wasn't in school today and she just had so much trust in me and she just I was just very also I was also just very independent but she just trusted me when I told her that no I was there today yeah I, I think they made a mistake I was definitely there but she never really looked into it more she just trusted me and now I feel bad about that sorry mom but anyways so yeah school was just overall not going well for me so after my half day I actually ended up getting a second job because I didn't have to do the last bit of school and I had some free time before my other job that I already had and instead of taking that extra free time and just relaxing or putting more time towards something that I enjoy doing or love doing instead of doing any of those options I got a second job because I got the second job I also quit basketball and a lot of the activities that I was involved in I wasn't really doing those anymore which means I wasn't really spending that much time with my friends or all the other people that I had gotten close to and I chose to work for a couple of reasons mainly because I wanted to just enjoy high school and like being a teenager and being able to do like fun things that other people do like going to the movies because even though I had one job already most of those paychecks honestly were going to my mom like at least half of it would go to my mom and she never asked me to get a second job or any of those things but growing up with a single parent 
anyone who has grown up with a single parent kind of just understands, I think. There's a lot of struggle that comes with being raised by a single parent, the mental struggle, the emotional struggle, definitely the financial struggle. So I decided to get a job and help my mom with the bills. But then, you know, my senior year, I decided to get a second job so that that money could be put towards things that I wanted to do. Things like going to the movies or going to the state fair when it came around, things like that. And it wasn't worth it. Like now that I look back at it, it wasn't worth it. I should have not gone the second job. I should have kept doing the things that I was doing. But whatever. So I would do the half day at school. I would go to my first job. And then right after that, I would go to my second job and just like repeat it over and over. So part of that snowball again was me being in this relationship with my now boyfriend We've been together for almost six years, but when we first got together, we had created that schedule where I was ditching class to like hang out with him and we were going out to eat like every single day, eating really bad food. And it wasn't just me who was skipping class. He was also skipping class to spend time with me. And it was his first relationship, so it was, he was very much just willing to do whatever I wanted to do and that sounds horrible and it is but it's what happened he was just too afraid to say no to me because he knew that I would get upset and he also just didn't recognize that the patterns that we were building and the schedule that was happening every single day was not good he he couldn't recognize it And how could he? Like, we were so young. We were, like, 16 years old building these really bad habits. I started working more than I ever had before, and I started struggling with school. I started struggling with so many different things. I was gaining weight because we were eating out every single day, and I was not exercising anymore. I was just not... I had just completely let go of all of the things that I was doing before. And now that I'm, like, talking about it out loud... Well, when I was talking about it out loud, it made me realize that I think that it stems from that really big change that happened in my routine and my schedule when me and the the other guy broke up. So that is basically what happened in high school. I graduated. I went to ASU and I did good for the first two years. I did good school-wise. I had good grades both school years. I was actually involved in a few different things at the same time. I was a counselor for a journalism camp over the summer. I had been invited to be a part of the first Native American-led magazine at ASU. I was being, I was a part of a few different things, and I was doing good for a bit, but this is where I think I was in a high part of my depression. So I'm going to quickly talk about this because I have dealt with my depression for a long time now. And so I've kind of gotten more familiar and more aware of certain things. So I have a cycle of depression. That's what I call it, a cycle. And this is how it goes. So I will be at a very, very low. I will be at the bottom. Let's say a bottom at the hole. And I will 
be stuck there for just a long time and then slowly bit by bit I will crawl up the hole and I will be in a good spot. I will flourish for a little bit. Um, it might be a couple of months. It might be a year. I might be doing like really good and I'll be feeling really good and then bit by bit I'll be going down that hole again and then all of a sudden it's not like I'm inching one by one it's like I slid down a freaking avalanche into the bottom of the hole and it just continues and continues like that for example so I was at a call center job and I was in that hole I was at the bottom and then I got a new job and I was so excited for it I did good for about eight months I lasted eight months at that job well, I would say of like six months, that's when I really started to go bit by bit down to the hole. So when the eight month mark hit at my new job, I just avalanched all the way down to the bottom. I got fired and I stayed down that hole for quite a while. And then bit by bit, I got back up again. And that's kind of where I'm at now. So I've currently just been working on trying to stay above the hole, trying not to go down bit by bit, trying to be proactive in recognizing those bad days and preventing them from getting worse or preventing it from becoming a week of bad days instead of just one but anyways so my point is I think that the first two years of when I was at ASU that was the good part of that cycle I was in the good spot but then after that I started creeping down bit by bit and I don't know, I don't even know what triggered me. I, I can't think of anything that actually, that actually triggered me to start doing that. That's something that I do have to learn because I can recognize when it is happening, but I, but I don't understand why. So I'm going down bit by bit and that is when I got put on academic probation. And what that time looked like for me was sleeping for the majority of the day. I was really only awake for a couple hours of the day and if I was awake I was not taking care of myself or really doing anything productive. Anyone who has experienced depression understands that a lot of the simple things that you do every single day to take care of yourself or really just in general become very very hard to do. Like literally just getting out of bed, making your bed, taking a shower, those kinds of things just became really, really hard to do. So if I wasn't even able to take care of myself by taking regular showers or getting out of bed, it was 10 times harder to get schoolwork done. And it wasn't because the actual content and things that we were learning was hard, it was just because it was hard to do any work if that makes sense. For example, I could have been taking a reading class where all we did was read Dr. Seuss books, but that would have been too hard for me, not because reading Dr. Seuss is hard, but just doing the work and reading is hard. I was also pushing my friends and family away. A lot of people would message me and, you know, ask to hang out if I was okay, co-workers, but I would literally just ignore their texts and it would be so lonely but honestly I made it lonely because I thought that nobody would understand and nobody would actually want to 
have those conversations with me, but that's not true. I just didn't let them. There were a lot of times where I would be scared of the thoughts that I was having and just how deep I was getting, but I'm going to save more of those details for later episodes. Um, Like I said, I really want to focus on how it affected schooling. So the first semester, I failed every single class and then I got put on academic probation and that semester I again failed every single class. So that is when I officially got dropped. And then I spent the next year not going to school at all. I started to take care of myself a little bit more. Then that little bit more just became enough. And then it became somewhat consistent. And it just got better and better. During that time, I was also paying down some of the scholarships that I owed because I did have scholarships and Of course, if you fail or drop out or anything like that, you do owe part of that back. So I was paying some of that off, and that was also a big reason why I waited that long to go back to school. But I was paying that off, and that is also when I started to see my counselor that I still see every month. I started to see her, and I finally started to exercise just a little bit more it wasn't even all that consistent I would really only go like maybe once a week or twice a week or a couple times a month but it was a lot more than I was doing when I was in that really deep hole so bit by bit I slowly started to climb up again and I honestly can't even tell you what triggered me to get back on the right path or to get better I have no idea what caused me to make that change, but I decided that I needed to get better and so that's what I did for that whole year. I just spent time working and oh, I also started working on my YouTube channel a lot more and I started building myself up in all of these small ways and that's what eventually led me to enrolling into the fall semester for 2021. Or 2020, actually. I forget sometimes that it's 2021. But yeah, that is how that period of my life went. And now I'm in the good part of the cycle. This school year was definitely challenging just because it was a whole new routine and a whole new schedule that I had to get used to. But I think what really helps is that I made sure to put school first. Work had to be second, and even though I didn't enjoy it, it just had to be put second and so I did very good at school especially for not going to school for a year and coming back from this whole depression thing so my fall semester I got all A's and one B and then this last semester I got A's and B's except for one C like I said earlier school starts next month August at the end of the month and I am actually very excited I am a little nervous about the routine changing again and the schedule changing because I feel like I just got used to not having school and so I have to get back into getting used to having school. And I'm just realizing now that schedules and routines are like very big in my life. So maybe I should focus on that after this. (laughs) But anyways, so I have that coming up and I'm feeling good about it. And honestly, right now where I'm at in my life, I feel 
good and I feel a lot better than I have in a long time. Like I said, I have no major complaints. I feel like I'm ready for school. I've been getting a lot better physically because I've been consistently going to the gym and started developing healthier eating patterns or habits and I've been going to counseling consistently every month. I've just been working on a lot of those things and yeah, I can definitely say that I'm on the better part of my depression cycle. Again, I'm trying to uh, be proactive and not going down the hole. I'm just trying to work it, work on staying afloat and pushing myself to be a little bit better every day so that I not only just have to work on staying afloat, but getting on, working on getting better. So that's where I'm at right now. This, the plan from here is I have one more year at the community college, which is going to be this school year. And after that, I'm going to switch back over to ASU and I'm going to finish my accounting degree that I actually just started. And then I'm also going to finish my journalism degree that I started back in 2016. So my official graduation date is May of 2024. So it is going to take me eight years to get my bachelor's degree. Well, both of them. So at this point, I should have graduated a year ago and I should technically be in my career right now. I have had to do some work on accepting that as well, but I am at the point where I accepted it and I embrace it. Even though it's going to take me eight years, I always say that it doesn't matter how long it takes me, I'm still going to get the degree. I'm still going to get to where I want to, even if it takes me longer, even if I have to take a different path than everyone else, I'm still going to get to where I want to be. Also, I just want to quickly touch on why I switched, well, I why I added accounting to my journalism degree. Um, it was kind of just like a random thing. Um, while I was not going to school, I was, of course, into my budgeting vid videos, and one of the budgeting people, she was an accountant. She's really not anymore just because she does YouTube full-time, but I would watch her day in the life of an accountant videos, and I would watch all of those videos, and I just really enjoyed it. And so I looked into the type of classes you would have to take to get the accounting degree, and I thought I would enjoy them. So the next step from there was enrolling into a program. So that's what I did. And I just finished the first year for the accounting program. Next semester is going to be uh, getting into a lot more accounting focused classes. So when I switch back to ASU, I'll have done two years for accounting and two years for journalism. And so hopefully in three years, I'll have both finished. So that is basically my story about my experience with depression and how it has affected my education journey. There is just so much to depression and what I've, I have experienced so far with it. But I, again, I just really wanted this episode to just focus on how it affected me with school. I will definitely do episodes later on for in this podcast about my whole experience and how it affected other areas of my life, all the areas of my life. Like I said, I'm in such a better place right now than I was even just last year. I'm in a much better place than I was years ago and I'm just happy for it. 
I say this all the time, and I don't think I'll ever stop saying it, but I would much rather be where I am now, starting over and at the level of happiness that I'm at, rather than have my degree, be in a career, and be as miserable as I was years ago. I would much rather be where I am right now and take the longer path. I know that my story and my experience with depression is just one of thousands of millions of other people who have experienced similar things. And I thought it was just so important for me to share what I have been through and how it affects me and just everything because I know that there are other people out there who tell me all the time that just by me talking about what has happened has helped them, help them feel less lonely, help them feel encouraged, help them feel a little bit more hopeful because if I got to a better place, I know that you can. If anyone out there is not at a place where they want to be, if they're having, if they're just miserable, I know for a fact that it will get better. And so that is really why I wanted to share today. I think mental, talking about mental health is so important. It affects so many people. I say all the time that I think everyone needs to get counseling, no matter what kind of life you had or what kind of struggles you face. I think that everyone could benefit from some therapy. So I kind of just treated this like a therapy session. Hmm. Well, that's it for me for this episode. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it or appreciated it or learned something from it or just take something away from it. Thank you so much for being my outlet and letting me share in this space. Next week will be my next episode and it is going to be extra special because I have a special guest. She is going to be my first guest on this podcast. She is going to be sharing about her education journey and how she became an engineer. I'm so excited for it, so I hope you stay tuned and tune in next week. I'll see you there.